I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And I am Joel Dusha. Oh, and for this episode, we watched Evil Dead. Evil Dead is a 2013 supernatural horror film that serves as a soft reboot and continuation of the original 1981 film. It features five 20-something friends who become holed up in a remote cabin in the woods and discover a book of the dead, unwittingly summoning up a dormant demon who possesses each of them in turn, leaving them to figure out either how to destroy the demon or suffer a gruesome end. Welcome to the show, Joel. Hey, buddy. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you here. So good to have a friend who um, picks a nice, soft, cuddly movie for us to watch. Yeah, so at the start, Damo, you said three cowardly friends and their rude, brave friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to ask you, Douche, as a non-scaredy boy, as a non-coward, yeah. how's, how have you approached horror films? Have you just always loved them or is it... Was there ever a point you were scared? Yeah, I'm a reformed scaredy boy myself, in fact. Oh, oh that is interesting. All through high school, horror movies made me shit myself uh (laughs) i think my earliest memory of a horror movie is when i was like 15 or 16 i went and saw one of the saw films when they were out at the cinema Mm -hmm. and i got so scared that i left during the opening scene and snuck into a session of good luck chuck instead (laughs) watch good luck chuck by myself because i was too scared oh wow that is uh, that is amazing and then, weirdly enough, uh, the films that got me into horror was towards the end of high school, I was told to watch Evil Dead 2 okay. by one of my friends who was like, it's a horror movie, but it's also a weird comedy. Mm. It's And that was like around the time where I was starting to like, I guess, branch out and watch lots of like weirder films. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, watched Evil Dead 2, then went back and watched the original Evil Dead. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's time to be brave. Maybe wow. horror movies can be fun and funny and just over the top yeah and then within a year or two so that would have been when i was probably like year 11 so like 17 and then by the time i started uni i'd pretty much i'd seen them all (laughs) that's a quick reform yeah i went from zero to 100 very quickly (laughs) that's i respect that i respect that a lot that's that is yeah Mm. that is something that i don't think like I'm slowly getting better at horror films, but I'm still a fucking coward, and I've been watching them since I was, like, mm. 18. Yeah. <laughs> You're very good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, what I did in 18 months, it's taken you 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even there yet. <laughs> hey, Joel, why'd you pick Evil Dead? Uh, so, I gave you guys a list of four films. Uh, so, let's, let's not dance around the point here. If I was picking a film, I'm... Yeah. It, Look, it's hard to say. I would have either been, depending on my mood, would have gone for either something harder than the Evil, the Evil Dead reboot, which is the one you just watched, oh. or I might have been like a little kinder and gone for like a modern-y horror film that not a lot of people have seen. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I gave you guys a list of four films and you decided that Evil Dead was the one that you were going to brave. I-, I think that Thomas might be to blame for this one because yeah. he'd seen it before, but when he was re-watching it, had messaged me in a panic, being like, oh, this is so much more gory than I remembered it being. <laughs> I forgot yeah. so many things about it, because I think I was still viewing it through the lens of 
the OG Evil Dead, where the yeah. gore level is the same, but because it's the 80s, yes. <laughs> the effects and the gore level haven't caught up to one another yet? No. <laughs> I think that's why when I looked at your list of four, I thought, oh, Evil Dead's all right. It's it's a comedy as as much as it's a horror. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I still haven't seen the originals, but this one, I, I did not laugh once. <laughs> there was no comedy to be had. <laughs> Dusha, this won't surprise you, but I tried to weasel out of us watching this. <laughs> like I, I, I even suggested that we should just, oops, accidentally watch the original. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Ah, clever. Yeah. The original, the original, um, isn't. So the second one is where the comedy starts coming into it. The first one is still a straight horror movie, but it's actually like kind of unpleasant to watch because the effects are so cheap. They rely a lot on like, um almost like plasticine models Mm -hmm. and the sound design is really, really like unpleasant. Mm. So you kind of end up getting like this weird, you're not scared, but it's just like an uncomfortable watch. Yeah. And a lot of the scenes that are in this one, uh, have like, yeah, earlier, cheaper versions in the first one. And that doesn't necessarily make them easier to watch. Right. Like the unseen force coming out of the forest is so like visually and like orally overwhelming in the first one because it's the loudest yep. noise you've ever heard in a cinema, <laughs> right? And mixed with like the the camera work, it's like whoa, and you're like whoa, what the fuck am I? It's it's still terrifying in every version yeah. that that happens. That is yeah. still fucking terrifying. I would say that this version is probably the least scary version of the thing coming out of the woods. I agree. I agree. <laughs> It's low to the ground. And I think Evil Dead 2, it's like a through, like it's high, like it's bird's eye yeah. fucking view. <laughs> I, I watched the original a few years back and I actually found, because yeah. it's because the effects have dated so much, mm. I had I kind of had fun watching it. I wasn't scared because yeah. it just looked so fucking goofy now. Yeah. So, yeah, th- this one. This one got me hard. No, yeah. not in that sense. Uh- <laughs> uh, Sean, what you do watching your movies is completely up to you, and I don't think you need to share that in this forum, okay? We're the no, scaredy no. boys, not the hardy boys. <laughs> I mean, it got it got me good because it was yep. gory, and gore is kind of like my... Yeah. Uh, I, I can't handle it. No. Oh, really no, can't. Sean. Out of... yeah. Look, I've seen a lot of horror movies and just violent movies altogether, and this would probably still be in the top five or ten. It is very intense on the violence level. And and I was prepared because I'd read your review on Letterboxd. Yeah. Where you, like, listed, like, five disgusting things, and I, like, showed it to uh, my partner straight away, and I was like, I'm going to watch this, are you keen? And she read your review and was like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also shared it to our group, Carney, so I was already scared of douche's review even before i was scared of the movie <laughs> yeah it's I, well as, as i said as douche said before i i going into it i was like no i saw it i saw it when it came out at the cinema like i went with a bunch of people when it came out because i'd seen the originals oh. i really enjoy them they're fun mm. bruce campbell's a lot of fun and i was like you know what i'll go watch the remake it'll be interesting to see what we do so it was like nine of us who went to the to the cinema to see it and i remember like going into this, I was like, oh yeah, there's some scary bits, but like, I don't think it's too bad. I know there's some really gory bits, but there's always been gory in Evil Dead. Mm. And um, I was watching it, and I'll tell you fucking what, I forgot that a guy gets a fucking needle in the eye. <laughs> That's Jesus in my review time. You should have paid attention. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, I remembered the razor blade lick. I remembered that, because oh, yeah. how can you oh. fucking get that out of your head? Oh boy. Surely, the two things that always take me by surprise every time I've rewatched it, and I've probably seen this like, I saw it on the midnight release. Uh, in the cinema in Australia because it was meant to have like a big cinema release then they pulled it and I was like fuck I'm never going to get to see this in a cinema but then Cinema Nova in Melbourne did like midnight screenings and I was like count me in but because the poster for it was always like experience the most terrifying horror movie ever made I kind of like shit myself a little bit when I was in there because I was like I don't know what to expect because I know because I'd seen like the um, (laughs) Red Band trailer which was pretty intense on the gore Mm. And yeah, I was like watching it and it was super exciting just because like there's a lot of very creative and very, very gory scenes. There, very, there really is. What was it rated? Uh, it's rated R in Australia. Yeah, I thought I thought so. Mm. Yeah. If, it, if you told me MA, I'd be like, what do you have to do to be R? Yeah. Like, Fucking hell. <laughs> um, no, I reckon, I reckon any of the arms being removed scenes would have got it an R immediately. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh. You mean the string cheese being pulled apart? <laughs> oh, no. Out of the two, what's worse? The car one or the one that like dangles and then drops? The car. The, 
the dangle and drop is almost funny. Like at that point, I was so overwhelmed. I was just like, Phew. "Yeah, we there it goes." But the car one's disgusting. But the car's a hero moment. She's like, "Fuck you! I'm going to rip my arm off and do what yeah. I need to do." So I found that more. It was gross to watch, but it wasn't just the horror of it all. Yeah. Or. I think, yeah, the car one is a little longer, and that's probably what makes that worse, but also watching someone cut their arm off with a carving knife and then be like, my hand went bad, but now it's better as it's dangling by a thread. <laughs> Just leaning up against the fridge. <sighs> yeah. Oh, boy. So, Dushar, I want to ask, when you first watched it, that midnight screening, mm-hmm. you said you were sort of scared leading up to it. During the film, like, do you still get scared during horror films? I get like, um, I remember during that one, I had kind of like sweaty palms going on. I was like mm. nervous, excited, like a nervous energy. <laughs> so excited um, is an interesting, because I I don't know if I've ever felt excited watching it. Like, I'm saying that as someone <laughs> who also doesn't go on like carnival rides or anything like that because I'm a proper coward. <laughs> but yeah, so, okay. So it is, it is like your horror sort of comes out as genuine excitement. Yeah, it never used to. Like, I mean, like I said, running out of a cinema uh, when I was watching Saw. <laughs> to go watch Good Luck Chuck, yeah. <laughs> by myself while my friends watch Saw. I cannot express that enough. You must have been so scared to then be like, I can't do this. I'm going to put myself willingly through a movie starring Dane Cook. Yeah. Look, 2005 or six or whenever it was, it was a rough time. <laughs> have you gone uh, back and watched Saw? Yeah, I've seen all the Saw films now. Yeah. Have you gone back and watched uh, Good Luck Chuck? No. <laughs> Good Luck Chuck uh, remains uh, a one and done watch for me. I'm gonna next time I watch a horror film, I'm gonna use that as my chaser <laughs> to, to see how it plays. Um, <clears throat> one thing I did learn with the Saw movies is that the opening scene is always after like the second or third horror, uh, Saw film, the opening kill is always the most gory. So if you sit through that, you're gonna be sweet for the rest of the film. Yeah. Mm. So uh, turns out I probably could have uh, weathered Saw four because. I saw the worst part. Mm. I have no idea what it was. All the Saw films blend together, but would have been something Is bad. Is Four the one where yeah. they're chained together back to back and one guy's got his mouth sewn shut and one guy's got his eyes sewn shut? Yeah, maybe. And then they have... No, I don't know. Look, Tom, I there's an answer out there. and Unfortunately, I don't have it for you. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Joel. Yes, Sean. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? <sighs> this is like such a typical and shitty answer, but... The only horror movie that I've seen as an adult that gave me a nightmare was The Exorcist. And that's just because I think I was expecting to take it ser- like for it to be kind of a laugh. But I watched it when I was like 19 or 20. So I was still relatively new to horror movies. And I watched it with someone that was also s- scared of horror movies. And we watched it in like the dark and we weren't talking through it. So we got sucked into the movie immediately. And then I had a nightmare about it and I woke up and I was like, that's very funny. Like... <laughs> You know, like when you when you wake up from a nightmare, you know how you like you usually sometimes feel like really shit, and you're like, uh, like, and whatever bothered you in the night where you can't stop thinking about that didn't happen. Like I woke up and I was like, oh, no way, <laughs> and then like had like a little giggle to myself, went back to sleep. Yep. It was like it got me. But um, right. recently, I these haven't affected me to like a nightmare level, but uh, both the Poughkeepsie tapes and Lake Mungo <sighs> kind of like rattled me a little to my core. Poughkeepsie tapes in particular. We should do Lake Mungo. As a group, because Damo and Sean, I've seen Lake Mungo twice, and it is a movie that terrified the shit out of me, and it still lingers in the back of my mind to this day. Do you know who you're talking That does not make me want to watch it, Tom. No. It's also no, really mate. well made, though. That's the It's an Australian film, and it's beautifully made. It's also only rated M. It's an M-rated film. Yeah. It's not that gory. It's just... There's pretty much no violence. That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a mockumentary about a ghost. Like I, I oh. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think Poughkeepsie tapes is on the original list I gave you, and just be glad you didn't pick that one because that one um, Lake Mungo is like structured similar to like an a current affair program you'd see in Australia. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an inv- in journalist journalists investigation into like a story. So it's a lot of like talking heads, and they're treating it like it's a real thing. Okay, and Poughkeepsie tapes is basically a horror movie through like a crime lens. So if uh, any of the listeners out there or you guys have seen. The Exorcism of Emily Rose. It's kind of similar to that where there's horrific events, but it's more about like the police investigating them. But with the Poughkeepsie tapes, they find like a, uh, they basically Mm. find like a whole box of videotapes of just horrible things happening. And yeah, through that, it launches an investigation. Yeah. But it's just like, 
every time you see one of the tapes, you're just like, I this is this is no good. This is this is bad. Yeah. Is is there a format of horror that that does scare you more than other formats? Like if it if it is presented in that this is a real story kind of way, even if you know it's not, does that get you more? Um, not really. I do find that like jump scares still make me jump. Like, yeah, right. I think because like I'm a well, yeah, like I'm not like I don't have like nerves of steel. So mm. like when I'm watching a horror movie that's got like jump scares in it, I'll I will still jump and be like, oh, yeah. got me. But I like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, things like here's another weird one: Paranormal Activity three, specifically the third one. Specifically, the third one. It's way better than the other ones, and yeah, there's some like legitimately like solid and well deserved jump scares in it. Right. So yeah, <laughs> I'd recommend if anyone's gonna, if they're like, ah. Oh, Paranormal Activity, they all sound like trash. No, the third one's good. Okay. And you mentioned before how watching a film with someone who was also scared kind of made it a bit more scary for The Exorcist. Yeah. Do you find... Are you someone who usually watches films... Like, have you watched films with other scaredy boys like us or are most of your... The people you watch films with more brave like you or do you watch them by yourself? Like, what's the scariest scenario for you where the film's going to have the most impact? Uh... Probably watch uh, watching it in a cinema, definitely. And okay. with that, it, like a cinema with people that don't necessarily need to be terrified of the film, but need to take it seriously. Mm. So like when I saw Evil Dead, for instance, no one was yep. whispering in my yep. ear like jokes or being like, oh, that was that was really fucking dumb because that would yeah, take me out right. of the movie. Yeah. But um, the person I watch horror films with is my housemate and she has nerves of steel. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, very unfazed by most things. Right. Which is good. I mean, it means that we both just body horror movies and we're like, hmm, mm. that was intense. <laughs> that be, usually usually what happens now when I watch a horror movie, there's like two or three scenes and I'm like, that's going to stay with me. That was good. <laughs> and then I move on to the next one. And do you kind of want it to stay with you? Is that sort of the, the situation you're looking for when it comes to horror film? Oh, because um, I watch so many movies and in particular, like, horror movies, they're usually, like, 80 to 90 minutes and you can just, like, power through them. Mm. If I can just watch a horror movie that's got, like, a couple of really memorable scenes that stay with me, I'm like, this was good. I'm happy with this. Right. Um, oh, actually, another horror movie that, like, kind of scared me and is far more recent than The Exorcist is Wreck, the Spanish zombie film. Oh, fuck. I hate that movie so fucking much. <laughs> the entire last 15 minutes... Made me want to kill myself. <laughs> just like it's just tension. Like I was just a. Bo- I just I remember watching it in 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 my house in Geelong with a bunch of friends at my parents' place. They were away. We just had the house to ourselves, and we we're watching it. And I actually had to get up and watch it from the back of the room, like standing up, because I couldn't handle being seated. Were you like pacing around the room? As no, I couldn't doing? move. I couldn't move because I didn't want to like okay. move to an open doorway and get grabbed. Because you're too tense. Yeah, I, my, I was just, oh, it was no good. It was absolutely no fucking good. That's how I watch football. <laughs> yeah, I watched, I watched this movie the way, Sean, you watch football, man. Uh, Tom, I just want to pitch a really terrifying situation of how I first saw this film. Uh, it was screening on SBS. No. And me and my then girlfriend were just channel surfing oh. and came across it. And started watching it without even knowing what it was because we missed the first like five minutes. Oh fuck, that's Mate. so much worse. <laughs> that's so much worse. So you th- didn't realize it was a movie because it's not framed oh. like a film. Oh no, it's not. It's it's a found footage news report. Um, so yeah, like we we probably missed like the first five or ten minutes, and yeah, we were just like, "What is this?" It was enough that we realized like that cool, like at least stuff was happening. It wasn't just normal news stuff. But yeah, it was that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, boys, I got that on DVD if you want to borrow it. Uh, just let me know. No, thanks. Yeah, cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, to jump back to Evil Dead, Carney, I want you to tell me what your experience was because for this one, unfortunately, we had to watch it separately. So yeah. you had seen Douche's Letterboxd review, which was already too much for me personally. <laughs> and then you'd kind of already gotten angry at douche over messenger to us privately <laughs> <laughs> so then when you finally clicked play what were you feeling how what sort of situation were you in well um i i wanted to do it early in the weekend but i kept pushing it back because genuinely like this is the one that i've been most anxious about watching probably of mm. any that we've watched just because of the gore factor i knew it was going to fuck me up um yeah. and then i i saw your review pop up and then tom watched it and then i just um the, da- the day got away from me. I meant to watch it in the daylight. 
<laughs> yeah. with all the windows open. And then <laughs> yeah. the day got busy and it was 6.30. It got dark. Oh, fuck. Um, my girlfriend had gone out. It was just me and the dog. And I turned every single light in the house on and started watching it. And um, I've got a bit of a trick when things get too scary. I just turn the volume down a little bit. Okay. Like, not like... <laughs> I don't. I don't press mute because yeah. if you were to press mute, then it's just like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, but yeah, because yeah. I messaged you guys straight away because the start of it, I expected it to be like friends coming to a cabin in the woods. Mm. Twenty minutes of everyone getting to know each other and be like, oh yeah, I kind of like that person, and then bad stuff happens. But it starts out scary straight away. And I was so angry at Dusha. <laughs> I was so angry. Well, I thought that the opening scene might have lured you into a false sense of security because for anyone who hasn't seen it, no. the very opening of the film is like a totally separate case, but at the same cabin in the woods. Yeah. And a character like a character you never really learn anything about except that she's possessed gets set on fire and burnt alive. But it's not anywhere near as gory as the rest of the movie. Mm. So I thought that when you saw that, you were going to be like, oh, actually, the violence isn't going to be too bad. (laughs) Mate, because because I messaged these guys and Tom was like, oh, mate, it's going to get worse. Well, no, I I, I said to you, to be fair, you were like, I didn't know it was going to be scary straight away. Where's the 20 minutes of getting to know the dumb teenagers in the cabin? And I was like, mate, that's coming. You're going to get 15, 20 minutes of, Mm. of getting to know these idiots in this cabin. And then what's going to happen is they're going to put the foot down and it doesn't come back up. Yeah. No, it really doesn't. Yep. This is, rewatching it again, it made me really, like, the moment that the first, after the opening scene, the moment of the first act of violence, it's just, next scene, someone's mm. copping it. The next scene, someone's copping it. The next scene, someone's copping it. Oh, that person you thought was dead earlier, they're still alive. Ah, oh, they're copping <laughs> yeah. it again. Yeah, oh. it does that awful thing of, <laughs> of someone who gets possessed and so they can do awful things to their friends as well as do awful things to themselves. Like when the nurse, I can't remember her name, oh. is slicing oh. her face open with the glass. Uh, Olivia, I'll give you a little hint on how to remember the characters' <laughs> yeah. names. Uh, you got David, uh, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie. And the reason I remember their names is because it spells demon. Ha! Great. <laughs> Lovely. Hey. Clever. <laughs> Tell you what, um, uh, the, the director loves I, the actress who plays Mia because she's in Evil Dead, and then he did Don't Breathe as well, and she's in that too, right? Yeah. So he loves spooky yep. fucking horror movies with this actress being punished ruthlessly. Yeah, Jane Jane Levy is Jane the, Levy. She's very fucking yep. good. She was good. Yeah, too good. I didn't like her when she was possessed. She was a real bag of dicks. <laughs> I well, actually. It, it reached a. This movie reached a point where they showed her face close up enough that I got over like the the horror of it. I was more just like, oh yeah, makeup, cool. Yeah, like um, Dusha, you predict you said you said probably like a little over halfway through, you just kind of probably start to have fun with it rather than be scared anymore. Yeah, and I find that happens with most horror movies. Yeah. Um, this one, the gore doesn't really stop, but you kind of get to a point where you're like, oh, what fucking crazy, awful things yeah, going to happen yeah. next? Like, yeah, because it, the first couple of things that happen are like things you haven't really seen in horror movies. But like Olivia, for instance, cuts her face off with a broken mirror. That's like the second thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, that's, that's such an intense starting point. Where do they go from here? And yeah, the scene before Literally that. Literally, that scene of her cutting her face off with the glass is like side by side with stabbing a guy multiple times in the eye with a needle. Yeah, minutes apart. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's the same scene. It's the same he interrupts scene. it and then that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you also get that awful scene where she freezes as she's trying to walk back and does that creepy, awful thing with her jaw as the possession takes over. Yeah. Ah, uh, no good. No. And good. the scene before that is someone boiling themselves alive in a hot shower. Yeah, and that's, that's right. the oh my God. that's the first three scenes of violence, basically. Oh, and then no, no, just just to ease you back a bit, there's the bit just between the shower and the glass cutting where she projectile vomits blood on a oh, woman's face. Fucking hell, that yep. was awful. <laughs> It lasted so long. She just kept vomiting. How, how come the nurse wasn't like, that's not a normal reaction? <laughs> the nurse just seemed to cop it. She was like, well, I better go wash my face. It's like, no, no, no. That's not what people do. Like, that's more blood than a human body probably has in it. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, fuck me. Can I ask a question to you guys about the shower? Is it 
is is that part of like the the demonic thing that the tap is just extra hot because no cabin in the woods has that much hot water. Like no, well, like my shower doesn't go that hot. The the boiler or whatever lights on fire because it's so fucking hot. <laughs> Catches fire. Uh, is that is that what they? Okay. It's like the demon possessed the boiler or something. Yeah, and that overheats it. I guess. Like I, I don't know where the logic lies <laughs> in the Evil Dead, the original trilogy. The house itself is also sort of possessed. The woods and the house are possessed as well. This movie doesn't really yeah. make that clear. But that's why mm. the mm. you don't really get that much of it in this. But in the original one, you get stuff like the deer head on the wall comes alive, and Ash sees himself in the mirror. But in the mirror, he's evil. Like it starts just going off off its fucking dick. <laughs> but uh, in this one, it's mostly just like the shower gets really hot. Yeah, yeah. like really hot. Well, speaking of like the um the forests getting being possessed, which obviously this movie did have, mm-hmm. which that was really our first proper. I think that was our first proper scene of yeah genuine yep. grossness and horror. Yeah, <laughs> and oh boy, and oh boy, yeah. Like <laughs> it, it could be played as as I don't know silly or whatever because the, the the idea of the forest being possessed, but that was fucking awful. That was brutal. Yeah, I also like that the the, the demon chick that she sees in the woods repeatedly is. For the, the first glimpse of her, you're like, mm. oh, it's the girl from the basement. And then you see her again. It's like, no, it's her. Yeah, it's like a an, an awful version of her. The, the, I, I will say this. The one thing I really like about this, that because the originals are kind of doing that old thing of like he's taking his girl to the cabin in the woods and they're going to make out. And in Evil Dead 2, he's taking his girl to the cabin in the woods where he's like university professor has been researching the devil or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, you know, that, that, that you can't do that anymore because it's been done so many times yeah. and it's kind of pastiche. So for them to be like, right, the reason they're in the cabin in the woods is because she's an addict and they're helping her yeah. like yeah. detox. So they've gone to this remote fucking, like, that's a really nice plot point. So that, because what it does is it sets up those nice, and I love, look, I love a horror film with rules boys, as mm, you know, because yes, then yes. I know how to survive. But it sets up the rules of this movie perfectly. And early on, Olivia's like, hey, she's going to come to you and be like, we have to leave. Mm. You cannot let her leave. And you're like, she's going to come to you and tell you to leave because she's been fucking impregnated by a tree ghost. <laughs> yeah. But what's great is that baked into that premise is that she's so unreliable to everyone that if she says, I saw a girl out in the woods, no one will believe her mm. because of, you know, because of her yeah. addiction. So that's great too. Yeah. Heroin withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. Heroin, it's it's no good. <laughs> it's, it's real no good. <laughs> uh, if she didn't do heroin, none of this would have happened. They kind of they just, to me, which I, I liked, I agree, Tom, I like the, the idea of using this premise to get them there as well as when she starts adding, acting batshit, they're like, oh, this is just her going through withdrawal. Yeah. But at some point, vomiting a body's worth of blood isn't withdrawal anymore. Like, surely at some point you're going, I don't know. I don't know if this is withdrawal. This could be something else. Well, no, by that stage, she's burned herself in the shower. They've tried to leave and the floodwaters have blocked the road. So he drives back. That's when she has the shower. Yeah. And they've gone in the cellar where they've found all the cats. And that's when she, she comes out and vomits after she's had the shower and then they push her in the cellar. And from that point, that's when Eric is like, Oh, it's that book I read out loud. Like the Whoopsie. dumbest fuckhead yeah. in the world. He's a fuckwit. I hate him. Yeah. Deserves that needle. The movie is really good in the sense that it picks which character you're going to find the most annoying and makes sure they have the shittest possible time. <laughs> Eric cops yeah. it so fucking bad and he deserves every moment. <laughs> yeah, you're almost like, Eric, just die already, mate. This is too much. You're like, why do you keep taking this? And then even when he's killed, he's still alive. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yes. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, that brings us to the question of did they act foolishly or wisely? Foolish. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as they found that cellar, you should have got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Don't unwrap a fucking book yeah. that's wrapped in barbed wire, you <laughs> maniacs. <laughs> it's made from human skin. And don't read it out loud. Yeah. It's got written in blood. Do not yeah. say the words. Oh, I'll just read them out loud of this page that's been ripped out. Yeah, I'll even discover them and then read them. Like a real fucking idiot. <laughs> I would have left immediately. <laughs> I, I would have jumped in the river. And if I didn't make it across... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's in on him acts foolishly for mine. Yeah, I agree. But even like they discover the cellar because it it fucking reeks of death, which of course it should. It's a cellar full of dead mm. cats. But as soon as they found that cellar, I wouldn't be like, oh, cool, let's either A, clean it up or just ignore it and sleep on top of it. Like that is so unfathomable to me that you would go, no, no, the camping trip's still good. Don't worry about that. We'll just forget about that. Oh, guys, guys, I would have left immediately when the cabin had been broken into. Oh, good point. Yes. And then you walk in and it's a complete derelict shithole. I would have been like, no, 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 no. We can do better than this. (laughs) We got to go. There's got to be an Airbnb around here somewhere. It's Mia and (laughs) David's parents' house or like uh, their family house. But still, Uh, call the cops. Do something. Call the cops. If you go into one Mm. and the fucking house, the door's been kicked in, then you go into the cellar and it's full of dead fucking cats. Call the police. That's what they're there for. For fuck's sake, guys. I don't remember I don't remember anyone picking up a phone at any point, do you? No. No, they just like they got a bag and like, let's clean up these cats. Like the commitment to cleanliness of this house is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I'm almost impressed, to be honest. I suspect, Sean, the reason that you don't see phones in this is because whilst this is a reboot. They were gonna. One of the future plans they had was to tie this into the original Evil Dead trilogy, and I think that if they dated it too much, it mightn't fit in properly. Uh, okay, that's oh, just that's my theory. Because the Oldsmobile. That's why you have that second post-credit sting with Bruce Campbell just looking at the camera and saying, "Yeah." And Ruby. some of the <laughs> some of the voices <laughs> in the film are from the original Evil Dead readings. The end credits has the original cantation in it. Yeah. Uh, you get. Uh, Bruce Campbell's Oldsmobile is what they're sitting on, like just an abandoned car. Which again, if there's a fucking car there and the house has been broken into, why are you going in? Yeah, whoever yeah. broke in might still be there. You maniacs! <laughs> <laughs> but they got to get it clean. I mean, oh god, uh, honestly, yeah. like going to a cabin like that would would make you want to try heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's once it gets going, it's hard to survive, and there's no mm. real way to just get like to, there's no real safe way of dealing with this once it gets going but if you find a book like wrapped in evil flesh leave it don't open it and definitely don't read anything out loud from definitely it. Not. no don't do that when you have to get bolt cutters to open a book just leave it be it's not worth it there's no literature that's worth that is that the book yeah so uh i have the book oh, uh, <laughs> you, you're as dumb as they are why do you have the book 
If you read that out loud, I'm ending this fucking Zoom fucking FaceTime call. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Get out. Oh, get the fuck Where's out of so here. Yeah, I have a necro- Necronomicon uh, in my possession. Haven't read it. Too scared. <laughs> Good. <laughs> fucking nerd. <laughs> Well, yeah, Dusha, you bring up a good point. Like, do you think once someone is possessed, once the book's been read, the devils, the demons, they're possessing people, is it possible to come back from that? Um, yes. He's fucking reading it. <laughs> it's actually, okay. it's a DVD box set. Don't worry, guys. There's no, there's nothing. Um, I, I will say this, Damo. I think yes, because Mia proves that you can. She overcomes it. And David, to a degree, actually mm. acts quite intelligently in the back half of the film. That's a very good and point. And if he's just paying more attention to his surroundings, he would have survived. Yep. Um, and even in the way he kills Eric by blowing the house up mm. is pretty clever. You're right, because what are the three ways you've got? Bury alive, burn, yep. Yep. and dismember. Yep. So you've got those as your options, but you have to do it to yep. your nearest and dearest. Yes. Which makes which for most people I presume is a bit of a bump in the road. Yeah. <laughs> well and he does that to all of them, doesn't he? He burns Natalie or dismembers yeah. Natalie, burns Olivia and and then buries Mia alive. Well actually I think you're right, Tom. That's definitely the smartest for me that was almost my favourite part because like you said, we love a bit of logic when it comes to or rules when it comes to these sorts of magic systems. So him burying her alive, digging her up and using his makeshift defibrillator or whatever it was to bring her back. I thought that was actually genius. I thought that was a really good twist that I did not see coming. Yeah. No, yeah. He's clever. He's uh, a clever boy. Not that clever because you didn't fucking check the fucking house for <laughs> the one person that hasn't been killed in one of the yeah. three ways that uh, they needed to. It's a, it's a brisk 88 minutes, so they don't waste any time on anything. It's just... <laughs> Yeah. No, fuck. No. Um, it felt long for me, <laughs> but I think that was just like a gore <laughs> overload. I was like, for how long How yeah. long can you torture people and for? And then... <laughs> Carney, I want to ask, how, how often did you look at what... Because I found myself genuinely like every time... Because so, they said it... Like One thing I did like is they set up when something awful was going to happen because they showed a page of the book of someone cutting their face off. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, fuck, someone's going to cut their face off. So I was kind of ready for it, trying to like look around my lounge room to avoid having to watch it. But then there's that thing where it draws you back and yeah. you kind of have to see it because that's the experience of the film. So, Kanye, how much of it were you... How often did you, do you think, looked away only then to look back again? Because um, I found that was me the whole way. Yeah, through. I spent a lot of time with my eyes not on screen. <laughs> I, I was going to do Tom's trick of looking at like the corner. But even the corner, there were things oh, happening. Yeah. So I, uh, I found myself often looking yeah. to my dog who was sleeping on the couch and just be like, what, what's that, mate? You, you're okay? Yeah, okay, yeah. And then looking back. And, <laughs> and when I'd look back, there'd be a needle in the eye or, you know, it was just oh, like, shit. you can't escape. I was like the characters in the movie. Nah, I'm just dead. <laughs> well, they really did. Like, it obviously just kept ramping up, as we were saying. I even read a fact that they pretty much filmed it in chronological order because the house gets so covered in <laughs> gore and blood yeah. they couldn't like undo it to film yeah. an earlier scene again so they pretty much did it in chronological order because it just yeah. kept getting worse i mean the finale it literally rains oh. blood <laughs> yeah i I, had, I did have another fact on that they used where are my facts they used seventy thousand <laughs> gallons of fake blood oh yeah. That's just that's, a that, stupid number. That's how much he threw up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Did you- well, I will say this about this movie. The practical effects, a lot of the gore, like, yes, there's sort of animation and there's CGI and stuff, but a lot of the gore seems like mm. they've done it as practical as possible. Yeah. Which makes yeah. it worse. Well, even just like... Yes, definitely. Um, I, yeah. Even the chainsaw scene at the end, like, that looks like she's cutting into something. Like that's a that looks like a practical effect as well. Yeah. Let's talk about that scene because that was phenomenal. That was <laughs> unreal. <laughs> that whole final confrontation is so good. It is such a good final showdown between two characters. Yeah. Because she's literally, as your protagonist, has gone to hell and come well, back. Tom, she's not and has to use all She's of not the, the protagonist of the film things. for like the first fifty minutes. No, I know. I, I know. Right. That's a really good point. It's good. It starts like she might be, like, straight off the bat. Like, I mean, you come to the cabin with David, but then it kind of sh- jumps to Mia's mm. point of view. And at that point, you're like, ah, oh, she'll probably be the main character. And especially if you've seen, like, the posters or anything like that, she is front and center. 
But then it mostly follows David as he's trying to deal with this, and Mia's the first one possessed, and she is the antagonist. But then, uh, yeah, it's kind of mm. weird for a horror movie to do this. Yeah, I can't really think of another example. Yeah, like, I mean, in the original Evil Dead, Ash is possessed for, like, a couple of minutes. That's about it. It's like if you took the movie Jaws, and then just at the end, you're like, no, the shark's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like if the mayor became a poacher and then you were cheering for the shark to eat the mayor. <laughs> right, yeah. But no, that final scene was, was genuinely, like, because of his, like, gore to humans genuinely upsets. Like, this movie upset me in ways yep. I don't think I've even dealt with yet. But <laughs> when it's being done to a demonic figure, I'm like, great, stick yeah. it in her. Yeah. But the, the way it was done, it's not even just like a clean stab and shank. It was like... She kind of got it in there, the chainsaw in there, and he's like really grizzling it around. She's really like working the chainsaw to get oh, it, yeah. to get that momentum happening. Yeah. She started in the middle and went up. Like, who does that? <laughs> it's good. It's ballsy. Surely you start at the top and go down, but no, nah, she's going for the juiciest right. part and working her way through the hard <laughs> part later. Clever. Yeah. I love the the I love a horror film where your final person has a killer like throwaway kill a like end line mm. just that final line of um eat this motherfucker so good <laughs> so good <laughs> the bit that i found the most unpleasant was actually like just before the chainsaw bit was you know when she's like in the little crawl space trying to get away and the blade keeps stabbing through the wall oh, oh yeah it was when it yeah, would like yeah, yeah. catch on the top of her knee and then drag mm. back that stuff mm. That was oh, gross. Yeah. No, Sean. Yeah. No. Yeah. Also, why is yes, she fucking mate. crawling the hole? Yes, She's Sean. supposed to be cleverer yes. than that by this point. Don't crawl <laughs> into a hole that's clearly got no way out that you know of. I mean, she's also just come back from life, from from death, watched her brother die, and now is getting rained blood on with this creature coming out of the earth to kill her. Like, <laughs> it's a pretty quick series of events to go, hmm, might avoid the hole there. Yeah. Maybe not the best choice. But a very good ending. Like, uh, I really did... It was easily my favorite favorite part, mostly because it just finished and I could breathe again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to ask the question: How would we handle ourselves in this scenario? Because I, I can't imagine well. I think we're all. fucked, dead. Yeah. So the four of us go to a cabin in the woods. Yep. <laughs> find a cellar full of dead cats. I'm like, hey guys, check out this fucking sick book I found. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, maybe there's some DVDs inside. <laughs> <laughs> The coward in me is like, we just don't read the book and we leave. But as we established when we did Blair Witch for the first episode, mm. that's our kicking over the stones is reading the book. We have yeah, to read reads the book. Yeah, douche is reading the book. That's, we have to. Oh, Tom. Yeah. I'm reading the book. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of us gets possessed first? You. And you. why is it yeah. me? <laughs> it's totally you, Tom. This is your MO. <laughs> You you ask to be possessed. <laughs> yeah, I'm just in the trap door being like, I'm going to eat your soul, little bitch. <laughs> I think it's because of what you just said, Tom. You try to run away straight away mm. and then get caught in the woods. 100%. And get some loving from a mm. tree. Oh. I say loving. It's, there's nothing loving well, about it. That, that big ominous tracking camera comes after <laughs> me. A tree spreads you open. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, Sean, no. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Well... This, we didn't talk about it, but um, yeah, so Sam Raimi has gone on record saying that that scene in the first version of The Evil Dead is something he regrets because he's like, it's just too much. It puts a character in a position that like, it doesn't really gel with the rest of the film and it's not something, yep. mm. it does, like, doesn't really, yeah, it's just punishing her for the sake of it and nothing really comes of it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. a crazy scene. Mm. And he's like, yeah, if I made it again, I wouldn't do it. And in this version- it is different, and I guess it's like because that's the scene where she becomes possessed. So they kind of have it both ways. Because also, it's not a tree this time. It's like a weird fucking tentacle out of a possessed girl's mouth. Right, and it. I. That's how I read it. Uh, they kind of justify it because it's entering her. It's like at that point she's possessed. Yeah. Where with the with the original, it's literally, and it's also literally a tree. Like it's not oh, a tree. Just holds her down and is. Yeah, Damo, I'd forgotten that that because I've seen the original. I forgot that that happened yeah. until I saw the branches grabbing the girl in this one, and I was like, "Oh no, it's oh, <laughs> it's gonna happen again." Yeah. It happened. It happened different, but probably worse. So, are we getting out of this though, boys? That's my question. Are we? Is there a way for us to survive? All right. So Tom's Tom's possessed yeah. straight off the bat. He comes back and brings his evil with him. 
I can't see any. Like honestly, this even watching this movie, you kind of I very quickly got the sense of oh, there's no hope here. Is there hope though? If we just kill Tom straight away, because isn't that the thing? Like they won't stop Mia because they think she's you know right. coming down from this thing. So yeah. if we just because we're I don't know, man. If Tom's possessed Ooh. straight away, I'm just like, <laughs> look, I value friendship as yeah, much yeah. as the next man, <laughs> which is Damo, who's next to me. But we just kill you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And Douche is like, hey guys, look, I don't offer anything too wild, but this book happens to say that we should probably yeah. chop him up a he- bit. Here's the thing, though, right? You've got to either overpower me Tom. or mm. there's three of us. I'm possessed, though. I'm not me. Like, I'm not... Re- oh, you could overpower me normally easily. That's mm. fine. Tom. The only other thing, too, is Sean. As you're coming to kill me... Can, you, can you do a good possessed voice? <laughs> do my possessed voice? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat your filthy souls. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, the thing is, I keep doing that voice, and then just as you come to kill me, <laughs> I, I start just in my normal Tom voice singing... Uh, country roads. Are you going to be able to kill me then? Nah, I probably can't. To be to be honest, I've hit <laughs> that, you with a sink. That's, that's why we brought Dusha with us. <laughs> he makes the hard choices. <laughs> yeah, Dusha, you're losing a hand and replacing it with a chainsaw before you read the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I might just read the book and immediately be like, mm. "Well, off to the shed." <laughs> <laughs> just. Tools up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Chainsaw hands. It's good. Chainsaw hands douche it straight away. Where I think I would be too empathetic towards Tom. I'm like, oh, he's scared. I get it. I'm scared too, buddy. I'll help you into the shower or whatever <laughs> weirdness. So I think Tom would probably get me first. No worries. Well, the yeah. other thing too, though, I will say this. I think we'd be, we'd be, we'd be okay collectively regardless of who is possessed because... We would immediately take the book seriously and assume that it's. We wouldn't need to be convinced that it's demonic. Like you know how David has to be kind of coaxed around to the idea. Mm. Douche would be like, "I think this book is haunted," and we'd be like, "Yep, you're absolutely fucking right." Time to set Tom on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time to light a fire. I'm just vomiting blood. Another thing that will happen is like, so Mia takes hot shower, but David mm. bursts in. That's the only thing that stops the shower. So Tom, right. we're not bursting in. <laughs> we got no reason to. Well, no, but see, the problem is if I then burn and melt myself in the shower, the demon then looks to possess somebody else. And wouldn't just burnt, Tom, because you're not burnt, fire burnt. Like, does water water burn still count? Correct. (laughs) I'd just be grotesque and still alive. (laughs) Tom comes out with no skin and we're like, oh, no. (laughs) No skin. Somehow kept the mustache, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just come out and I give you a big saucy wink because my eyelid is still intact somehow. (laughs) And your eyeball just drops out. Then he's easier to kill. If he comes out with no skin, it's like, well, that's not our friend anymore. That's just a fucking golem. <laughs> so if our success relies on us killing Tom as quickly as possible, who who's the first to voice it? Who says, guys, look, I think we need to kill him? I think it's me. It's probably me. Because <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe with Joel. I don't know because he's not right. You know, he's not a scaredy boy. So he might yeah. be there just as like an agent of chaos. He might be like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Who's next? Hey, this is this is right. fucking sick. Hope it's me. <laughs> <laughs> this is sick. Shit, I hope someone gets a needle in the eye. <laughs> he brings the needles. Yeah. He's got like a medical yeah. bag. <laughs> I'm the nurse. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I like the idea of like, because Olivia in the film is like a registered nurse. And it's a whole thing. And she's treating Mia. I just rock up with the same medical equipment. I'm just like, I just want to see what the fuck happens. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. <laughs> Shit's going to go down. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, as much as I would like to say we could survive the evil dead, I think it just goes too hard too quick. And we're all <laughs> <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> the, the one thing, the one, the one thing we're going to, with the one good thing we have is that there's only four of us. Where it needs five for the abomination to come back from the underworld or whatever it is, because it needs needs oh, to kill five yeah. people. So with us four dead, it's going to be like, oh fuck, I was so close. Oh no, but didn't I tell you I've brought my housemate yeah. Adam along as well? You? Oh fuck. <laughs> Does it just cut one of us in half and go? Yeah, that's five. <laughs> Possesses one of us twice. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Look, I really don't think we're walking out of this one at all. No chance. Well, no. Sorry, the scaredy boys don't survive. Uh, Joel Ash Dusha absolutely fucking does. Yeah, I have two chainsaws at the end. <laughs> I come out of that shower 
My skin is blistered. My eyes are rolling around in my head. Joel takes one look at me, says groovy, and pulls out a chainsaw. <laughs> Joel chainsaw <Yeah>. hands. <laughs> Douche has brought, brought one chainsaw just as part of his camping supplies. There's a second one there. He's double chainsawing that. <laughs> no demon is safe. <laughs> Yeah, the scaredy boys died, Joel Dusha lived. Yeah, I thrived. <laughs> yeah. Can I say, it's very on brand for you to survive by bashing the devil. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good to, like, look out into the woods and rather than seeing, like, an evil version of me, it's me. And I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. I will fucking bash you, mate. Come any closer, you're fucked. <laughs> You finally get to achieve your dream of bashing yourself. (laughs) I read from the book solely, so I'm like, I'm ready. I can beat the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As soon as Dusha Joel shows up, oh, cannot wait. (laughs) And that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. I've been Tom. And I have been Joel Dusha, special guest brave boy. (laughs) Thank you very much for being our guest, Dusha. It's been an absolute joy to have you on the podcast. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. And we are also planning to do a spooky story episode where we read out spooky stories people have sent in. We've had some already and they've been great. So if you'd like to send us a spooky story or just say hi, you can do so by emailing threescaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. I'm at Awkward Trade. And I'm at Douche13. Tweet me all your scary stories and I'll be like, hey, that's not that scary. (laughs) (laughs) And we will say the opposite. (laughs) Stay scared, everyone. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.